Buff Nation. Let's go. Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. I don't think I've ever felt so warm in 35-degree weather. You're being pretty soft today, I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm, how was that being soft? Because <laughs> you came in here, you're like, oh, it feels so nice when it's literally a sauna in here. It you're like, feels I'm amazing. Just so, I'm so cold. Yeah, after the last three days, <laughs> my God. I don't know. if uh, Maybe I'm just built different. At no <laughs> point in the last three days did I feel cold. I mean, <laughs> we don't have to get into all the <laughs> semantics of this, but uh, your boy was struggling the last three days. Is Coats it, inside type of thing. Does things. it not get cold like this in uh, New Mexico? No. All right. Hardly ever below zero. I, yeah. As long as it's not windy, I'm chilling. Like, we were in Vegas. Yeah. It was windy as hell in, like, 40. Ten times worse than any of this the last three days. Bro, when I, it's cold when you breathe out of your nose and you can, like, see that breath. Yeah, That's it, fucking cold. It, you don't feel it unless it's windy. No, you definitely felt that the last three days. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. As you know, I just hate air and fans. <laughs> yeah. You're the weird one when it comes to that As long as the stuff. air is still, bro, <laughs> I don't care what the temperature is. Oh, man. All right. Today, we're going to talk breakout candidates. We're going to do a breakout candidate draft. Um, I guess the rules are... You need Shador's puffer jacket, says Travis. That's basically what I was wearing in my apartment the last few days. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, did you watch Well Off from yesterday or whenever that was? I think it was yesterday. Uh, which one was that? Where Shador's wearing the giant puffer jacket the whole time. No, I didn't watch the Shador one. I watched like a bunch of Unks videos last night. It's basically like... 90% of the video is just Shador and Shiloh fighting over Sh Shador's outfit. <laughs> Shiloh just saying it's ridiculous. <laughs> Shador's puffer is like three times the size of the one that you were wearing. Let's go. It was it was good good content. Shador understands the uh, the need to stay warm. I don't th I don't know if that was his main goal. Well, he's trying to look like the freshest dude out <laughs> yes, there too. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. All right, let's draft some breakout candidates. All right. Um, the rules are. No Shador, no Travis, no Shiloh, and then we feel like Dylan and Jimmy are already crucial pieces of this team, so they're not really candidates for this either. This is hard. Um, it was hard to kind of come up with the parameters because I felt like if you leave everyone on the table besides Sanders and Hunter, mm -hmm. um, it's not like then we're just drafting like who are the best players on the team that are returning, right. which doesn't feel like as fun so i felt like you had to take out people who were um consistent contributors last year mm -hmm. to really call on someone who's going to break out i think we both believe that especially dylan bulked up dylan yeah uh is going to have a big year this year um jimmy is an interesting kind of conversation because they've added so much to the wide receiver room i still believe jimmy will be a I think consistent contributor is the right word for him. Um, so maybe if you wanted to, we could have left him on. But we felt like we had to set set some parameters to make you really stand for something. Like saying like Dylan Edwards is going to break out. You're not really standing on anything. Right. Um, so 
let's uh let's do it this way um also no transfers too so these are all returning players returning players who are going to break out it's hard to say a transfer is going to break out right um because most of them played really well at their previous schools now you could do like a quincy wiggins or a Nikhil webb walker but this is players who are on the team last year yep who are going to break out and essentially seriously outperform what they did last year all right um, try to not comment players who aren't eligible what do you mean? The, the comments. Oh. I just know there's going to be like 30 people saying, Dylan, 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 <laughs> yes. Dylan, Dylan. Yes. Um, okay. Do you want to start or should I start? We're going snake draft, I assume, snake right? Snake draft, yes. Uh, I'll take two and three. <laughs> okay. I will take Cormani McLean. Nice. Nice. I thought you'd go that way. Um you got to take the five star. Yeah. You got to. I was confident with the other players on the board, and I'm I, glad that my draft strategy led <laughs> led here. I think that this is a great pick. I mean, I understand. Uh, the other guy I would have picked, it was either him or Omari Miller. Yep. That's who it was between for me. It's actually different than my number two. Okay, interesting. Um, but I might still get here number three. Um, I, I really hope this is right. You know, as Neely always says, like, you always pick the players who he <laughs> wants you to be right. Yeah. Um, speaking of Neely, he'll be on tomorrow. Um, but I'm scared. I really hope you're right. I really hope you're right because the Buffs still need that second lockdown corner. Look, he's a five-star player. You know he can do it at a high level. He's got the length. He's got the speed. He was a freshman last year. He was growing in multiple aspects, on the field and off the field. Uh, he came back, obviously. He's still locked into the program. I think that's the number one best sign for Cormani McLean. I agree. He did not enter the transfer portal. Uh, and that's not to say that it's, it's immature to enter the transfer portal, but I think so many people out there were thinking, oh, he didn't get what he wanted. He's going to enter the transfer portal. He's going to go somewhere else. They're going to, you know, throw a bag at him. Yeah. And it's going to be all over. And all over the country you're seeing that. The fact that Cormani said, like, no, I'm I'm staying here. I came to Colorado because I wanted to play for Coach Prime. Um, shows me a lot about the trust of the process. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that that makes me feel really good. Makes well, just me feel really good. his growth as a person, I think, too. I mean, he's obviously had some maturing to do. Uh, you saw it on the field in the USC game. The guy can play. Absolutely. He's just got to put it all together. Um, and I think more of that is just, you know, mentally, just getting into practice habits, just realizing that you've got to be accountable, stuff like that. Um, I think it could be a massive year for Cormani McLean. Love it. All right. I'm taking – I have so many players just banging around in my head. I know. Um, but I'm taking this one because I believe it's the highest ceiling – from last year's production. Uh, and so I'm going to go Alton McCaskill. Nice. Um, I think it says a lot about Alton McCaskill that the Buffs did not take a running back in the transfer portal. Mm -hmm. um, they, you know, made the decision last year to redshirt him. So he still has, what, three full years of eligibility left? Pretty sure he only or is played. It four because he had a medical redshirt. I th he only played his true freshman season. So then medical redshirt after that, 
red shirt last season. So he might have four years of eligibility. I yep. think that by not going to the transfer portal, looking for an immediate impact player, um, the Buffs and Coach Prime really put a lot of faith in Alton McCaskill <laughs> and said, you're our guy moving forward. Um, obviously, Dylan's going to play a big role. Uh, Savion Wilkerson still in the building mm -hmm. um, and at times was the best in the, in the group. So I think they feel confident with what they have. But in terms of breakouts, I think Alton McCaskill is the number one candidate to break out. And I think the coaches put a lot of faith in him by the way they treated this offseason. I mean, a guy who's done it in college football already. Just It's just a matter of coming back from the injury. And doing it, what he did at Houston at Colorado would absolutely just... It'd be monumental. He'd be one of the most talked about backs in the country yep. if he's able to get near 1,000 yards and 16 touchdowns or whatever it was in 2021. By the way, this is a really cool layout, Yaya. Yeah, I like this. Yaya's uh, on the ones and twos for Alyssa today. Um, but I really like... The way this looks anyways um number two pick for me yep is tough uh because i have another player with a really high ceiling in terms of where or, or, or a lot of room to grow compared to what happened last year mm -hmm. but i think i'm gonna take my guy here and i think that this guy ends up being one of the best players at his position in the big 12 this okay. year and that's Cam Silman Craig. Mm. Um, I almost put him on the not uh, not able to break out list, but since we didn't, I'm taking him. No, I think uh, this is fair. Yeah, uh, obviously at, at a point last year, uh, last year led the Pac-12 in interceptions, but didn't start game one. Yeah, um, was I don't know exactly how to describe what how they saw his role. Uh, I would almost think of it as like a sixth man in basketball, like your energy guy. Right. Yeah. Um, but they, I think the the coaching staff learned quickly. Like when Cam's not on the field, something's missing. Mm -hmm. And I think that in his last season, he is this his last season? I think potentially his last season. Who knows in college football? I'll look up right now. Um, but I think with another year under his belt. He's going to be a huge, huge impact player in this conference. And I think he's one of those people that, like, when they are doing the breakdown of the game on ESPN and they're doing, like, three key players on each side of the ball, mm -hmm. I think at this point you're going to see uh, – at some point next year you're going to see Cam on that list. So I'm, I'm taking Cam to break out and become a true, true impact player for the defense on a, you know, if not every down, very close to every down basis. Uh, he's got two years to play one, so he does have one year of eligibility remaining with a red shirt also available. So it's his last year. Yeah, pretty much. I think it's a great pick, though. Um, he was kind of on the verge, I guess, of breaking out last year. He showed that he could play at this level, uh, no doubt about that, coming up from the FCS in Jackson State. <laughs> he's emerged as a leader on this team, I think, as well. Um, not just from the character standpoint that Coach Prime always points out, but just from a you know, intensity from a fire passion perspective uh, could definitely be a leader on this defense. I think it he'll be one of the starters as well. So that's just that's a good pick. No, it's valid. We, we only got three picks in before the guesses and um, comments were just completely off of the rules. <laughs> what they say? We got a Cam Michael. We got a Jordan Seaton. Oh lord. So 
This is the last time I'm doing this. <laughs> Players who were on the team last year, excluding stars. Mm -hmm. That is. And then, you know, we, we took a little bit of liberty taking Jimmy and Dylan off because they were kind of stars, even though their production certainly has room to grow. Right. So there you go. Had to be on the team last year. My next guy. I'm going with Demoy Kennedy. Uh, maybe this is me kind of wish casting again, but it's a massive position of need. I don't know if he was, uh, I think he was hurt a bit because I think we saw in the last episode of Coach Prime, he was one of the guys kind of down on the field. Uh, or maybe it was Alton. I know they had the same number. Yeah. But either way, he showed last year throughout the workouts, he's one of the fastest players on this team. He's got all the athletic ability in the world to be an impact player. Uh, there's going to be opportunity at inside linebacker this year as well. So just another year removed from the knee injury and all that. I think this is a, a solid pick for breakup. I think it's a really good pick and kind of like the perfect. What's the word I'm looking for? Prototype of a breakout player. Mm -hmm. Tons of talent, not a lot of production. Uh, and so you're, you're thinking maybe this is the year it clicks, right? Right. Uh, and maybe, you know. I talked about it all the time, but like with, with Alton, it was very public um, that he was still struggling with a knee injury and yeah. so so much so that he took the red shirt. Des Moines was in a very similar timeline, a very similar situation. It's funny because they both wear 22, um, but there wasn't as much talk about it. Um, and maybe that's just because, you know, we didn't, you know, uh, Coach Hart wasn't interviewed quite as much. When we talked to him, we didn't necessarily bring up Demoy, whereas like Alton was a very high profile transfer who everyone kind of wanted to ask about every week. Yep. That's fair. Um does Arden Walker count in this? I would yes. I was sitting on this pick, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking Arden Walker then. Uh not just because JD and Coach Nick Williams uh, hyped him up at the end of last season, but he really was one of their most consistent and best, better edge players last year. I uh, really like Arden. Me too. He's got all the NFL measurables. Um, he's got the speed. He can. We know he can get to the quarterback. He's just got to be more consistent at it. And I think that with a potential scheme shift here, um, maybe just the difference in how they treat the edges or defensive ends, whatever you want to call it. Coach Prime said they might be in the same room as the defensive linemen. So just make those guys even nastier. He already showed he could do it a bit. Give me Arden Walker for a potential breakout. Maybe the team's leading sacker this season. I ardently believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Next one for me. I'm taking Tyler Brown. Let's go. Our guy, Tyler Brown. Um, we kind of teased this a little bit yesterday, uh, but it sounds like Tyler's going to have an opportunity uh, to compete for multiple positions, mm -hmm. including the center position. Uh, and as we know with offensive linemen, the more you can do, uh, the more, value, more valuable you become to your team. I think Tyler projects really well as a center. Um, because he's a super smart kid. Yep. Um, he understands the game of football really well. He has a great relationship with Shador. Uh, I, I really like kind of the potential of Tyler starting at center. 
Um, if if he, you know, he, I also think he has a chance to uh, to win one of those guard spots as well. So yeah. we'll see how kind of how things shake out and where they want to work him once the spring comes around. But I think there's a very good chance that uh, he is your starting center when the season starts. And I really like the way that that could work out for them. So um, the dude absolutely put in the grind last year yep. and was done dirty by the NCAA. Uh, I think he comes back just absolutely starving this year and refuses to be left off the field. He was an all-swack player two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you mentioned Shador's trust with him, the relationship that they have. I don't think that that's something to be taken lightly. Uh, Not at all. Look, I think it was made quite clear that Shador and the offensive line had some definitely some miscommunications but just weren't on the same page in multiple regards but he and tyler brown always kind of seemed to be so that was a just a massive loss for this team i know it's one offensive lineman out of five but he could have made a, def a massive difference for this team last season a lot of um banter in the comments over whether they think tyler brown is going to start yeah interesting all right oh, it's back to me yep Okay, uh, this is where it gets a little more dicey for me. I've got a few options rattling around in my head. I think, because I know you really wanted this guy, I'm going upside here. Give me Omarion Miller. Solid pick. High, high, highly thought of recruit. We saw him um, absolutely burst onto the scene in the USC game. Didn't necessarily uh, wasn't able to keep the momentum going from that mm -hmm. but we saw the talent against other top talent i forget the guy's name was it damani jackson the uh usc the five star ufc yeah, yeah, yeah. corner who now has transferred somewhere else maybe alabama um he absolutely cooked him and that's talent on talent um we got a little hint from Travis Hunter in the middle of the season as to why it wasn't all coming together from Omari and Miller. And he said, essentially, he's having some of the same issues that Cormani is having, which was, for lack of a better term, needing to grow up. Yeah. He was also a freshman. And I think with another year under his belt, another year kind of being guided by Travis and Shador and the other leaders on this team, um, you might really see that pop. It's the reason it he goes so late in this draft, in my opinion, is because there's just so much talent in the exactly. wide receiver room. It's, it is a, a total toss-up as to who's going to pop out of that room. Exactly. Uh, that's why I waited to pick him, too. I mean, you brought in two grad transfers and Will Shepard and LeJonte Wester. So, look, the talent is obvious with Omari Miller, but I think there's possible that it could be a bit of a logjam again. There's just there's only so many positions you can put wide receivers out on the field. Yep. And if you have seven good ones, it's just the tough part of this game where three or four are just going to have to sit. It's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Monty yeah. Jackson did go to Alabama. Yeah, you nailed that. Thanks. My next guy. Um, I'm going with Jaden Milliner-Jones. Ooh, bag alert. Yep. That's a good pick. Uh, you took Cam... I think Jaden Milliner-Jones is a, a sneaky pick to be a starting player this year. Whether it's in the nickel, whether it's at safety next to Shiloh, 
um, whatever the situation is. He got a ton of playing time as a freshman. He was making some plays. He's got Coach Prime's trust. He had Coach Kelly's trust, obviously, to get on the field. Um, he was a flip they got kind of late in the process last year. I think it was after this point last year. Um, but he is the makings of being a really good player, and he's really only just getting started. Great, great, great pick. Thank you. My last pick... Oh, well, okay. You took Omari Miller, so you took my receiver. So I'm going to take Caleb Mathis. Ooh, another bag alert. Caleb Mathis, kind of the same thing that we talked about with Tyler. Um, Just has a great relationship with Shador. They played together growing up and stuff. And obviously their dads know each other. They go way back. And that kind of just showed on the field, especially in the spring game. They had like immediate chemistry Caleb was able to do some things with Staub in the last game, and he just seems like a reliable football player. Was a true freshman last year. Give me Caleb Mathis as like a slot receiver to get like 30 plus catches this year. That's good, man. That's a good one. Thanks, I'm bro. I'm a little bit uh stumped here. I want to make sure I nail this pick. It's big. I've got a couple different options I'm leaning towards who is left on your list um so guys like Tajay McCoy okay um if you're buying into the JB hype again this year Israel Solomon was the one I really thought about too mm, yep uh who else do we got yeah that's another four-star player Adam Hopkins kind of changed positions I got one Hasn't been mentioned yet. There's another good one that I think we missed on, too. I'm curious if you pick him here. I don't think I'm picking who you think I'm picking. <laughs> I don't know if you're thinking of the player <laughs> that I'm thinking of. Give me Alejandro Mata. I think that he extends his range this year uh-huh. out beyond 50 uh, and establishes himself as one of the best kickers in the Big 12. I love it. That last kick of the season for him was a season-long 47, and it was iconic now in my eyes as uh, Coach Trevor said it's too long for him. Coach Prime said, stop doubting Mata. He trots out there and drills that thing. Let's go. (laughs) Give me Alejandro Mata. Break out one of the best kickers in the Big 12. I mean, if he can just add 10, 15 yards of distance, I don't know how possible that is. I haven't looked into the transformation of kickers before, but absolutely. He's got the accuracy. He's got that confidence, that swagger you need as a kicker, that like kind of onto the next kick, not dwelling on mistakes, uh, doesn't let the moment get too big for him. I like it. Luis says Mata already a star, but... <laughs> Was not established as such before the game. He wasn't even the starting kicker last year. In week one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, I think that... I will not stop. <laughs> that maybe got snubbed. Amari McNeil, I think, should have been picked. Ooh, that would have been a good one. I thought Miles Slusher. Slusher, I thought about too. Yep. Uh, a couple other ones that I considered. Um, this will really... The, the chat always 
kind of gets mad now when you mention this person's name, but Carter Stoutmeyer, <laughs> um, he's still here. Yeah, he is. Uh, Same with Omari and Cooper. <laughs> yep. Yep. But, I mean, Carter had a really good season for a freshman. Yep. Uh, and earned the trust of the coaches pretty quickly. Obviously, there was the, I don't even know what to call it, issue on the sidelines with Coach Prime that a lot of people thought um, was a big deal. I'd be curious to see what Coach Prime would say about it. Honestly, I think it's more the shoulder injury that kept him out of games and just kind of derailed his season rather than that. Like, I know that's going to get all the headlines and blow. Yeah. Like, everyone's going to blow that up and stuff, but the dude was hurt. He had his season, like, interrupted, his development interrupted. So. And I, I honestly think if there's truly an issue, a big issue from that, I don't think he would still be here. Yeah, he'd be gone. <laughs> because he could have transferred. Uh, he's not even before the second time transfer rule came up. Well, look, Coach Prime and uh, Omar Stoutmeyer go back. Like, I think there's a different level of yeah. relationship there. Yep. Not just another. He's not just another kid on this team. Like, they know each other. I think Coach Prime and he kind of they can get away with that with each other. Well, and who knows what actually happened? Right. Exactly. No, I don't even think Coach Prime was ever asked about it. So. That was that was one that I seriously considered. Um, Amari and Cooper would have been another one. Louis Passarello. I thought about him. He would have been lower down my list, but sure, it's, it's definitely a possibility. Oh, and that's something uh, that we could talk a little bit about if you want to in the second segment uh, huh. when it comes to tight ends. The uh, potential of Savelle Smalls. Ah, uh, yes. Big time speculation. Yeah. But an interesting conversation that I have a comp for. Okay, we'll get to it in the next segment then. Okay. Um, other guys, I mean, we talked a lot about these freshman linebackers last year, so I thought about including one of those three. I, I was close uh, to picking Jeremiah Brown. I think he's going to have a, a real opportunity. We know he's going to be a staple on special teams at the very least. Um, I also considered Shane Cox. Uh, obviously a, le- a leader on the team. Um, didn't have necessary. You know, he actually might have had his best game against Utah. I felt like we were hearing his name get called a lot more in yeah. that game. Yeah. Or um, was it the game before? Game before was. No, that was no they State. got. No looked, one had a good yeah. game. <laughs> Trying to think who else here. That might be it. Um, so I saw someone say Tarvaris Dawson. Yeah. He he made an impact at times too. Um, I'd be willing to hear arguments for guys like Travis J or someone who else who was coming back from injury. Definitely. See, like, you got people in the comments saying Stoutmeyer was bad, but like those are the same people who are saying Cormani is going to be amazing this year, and I just don't think that's fair. Carter got early playing time as a true freshman. It yeah, you can't definitively say what he is yet. I don't. Th- no one knows what he is. All I know is he earned the co- the coach's trust. Yes. Quickly, and that's a big deal. True freshman corners rarely uh, just walk in in our lockdown. We thought Cormani had a real chance to do it because of his length uh, and and kind of natural talent. Mm-hmm. But writing off Carter Stoutmeyer uh, after a couple you know times where he got beat as a true freshman is silly in my opinion. Some Trevor Woods in the comments, too. 
think we covered just about everyone there. Ben Finiseth? <laughs> I mean, he got hurt. Yep. We never really got to see him. I'd uh, also throw out, just to wrap this up, guys like Kyrie Manns, who played last year, like played quite a bit. Um, I mean, there's just definitely a pathway for these younger players who were, I guess, on the not as highly rated in the portal last season to break out as well. Carter Stoudemire is not a safety. He is a corner. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's still a corner. All right. Uh, shout out to our friends over at Fubo TV. Big fans of Fubo TV here at DMVR. They got 140 plus live channels. You can watch all your sports on there. They got altitude. You can watch the abs and the nuggets on there. You get a thousand hours of cloud DVR. Tons of good stuff with Fubo TV. No contracts and no cable. Super easy to sign up. Just go to www.fubotv.com slash DMVR and you can get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Football season may be over, but stay tuned to all the sports and everything else going on with Fubo TV. And then Red Hawk Roofing. Got distracted by the comments. Shout out Red Hawk Roofing. Uh, if you need a new roof over your business, Red Hawk Roofing is the place to go or your home. Uh, oh, did you just nice? Heard that screech? What was so that? That was the Red Hawk, bro. Oh, nice. Just made an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out Red Hawk Roofing. True Colorado sports fans uh, who are big supporters of DNVR and became advertisers. So that's one of my favorite stories when it comes to people who want to uh, partner with us and advertise their products with us uh, are just people who are like, oh, I love DNVR and I have this business. Uh, and that's exactly what was up with Red Hawk Roofing. So check them Let's out. Go. Uh, support other Colorado sports fans. All right. Um, just a couple little headlines today in the Big 12. We talked about Arizona yesterday and how this is going to be a very pivotal hire for them. Uh, just not for 2024, but like the trajectory of this program. I mean, obviously the best season in 15, 20 years. Looks like they're zeroing in on San Jose State's head coach. It's, d it's done. It's done? So not just zeroing in. Okay. Yeah. So they've hired Brett Brennan to step in and be the head football coach in place of Jed Fish, who left for Washington. Uh, Jed Fish, I saw a quote that he's trying to take the entire staff, basically. So... They will have to, you know, go through that attrition. I did see a tweet from one of the Arizona guys, though, that if they can, they feel that if they keep the wide receivers coach or someone, that they have a gr much better chance of holding on to Fafita and uh, McMillan. Yeah, this looks like we might be in for a little bit of a tug of war here. Yeah. Uh, Jedfish said publicly he's trying to take the whole staff. Mm -hmm. um, you've got players tweeting out, like, hashtag stay with manson or something <laughs> yeah. um and so like is that saying they're going wherever he goes mm -hmm. or what what exactly is going on there but look aside from the massive raise and job security that jed fish uh obtained by going to washington i have to imagine he was given some sort of assurances from Washington, from their NIL collective or whatever, that they're going to be able to do what it takes to get Noah Fafita uh, and Tedero McMillan to come with him. Yep. Now, I believe it was 
Dennis Dodd, who today said um, they're staying and yeah. that the wide receivers coach is a big reason. Okay, well, if you got to double the wide receiver coach's salary, if you're at uh, Washington to bring them with you, like mm -hmm. you're going to do it. Um, everyone has a number and I don't, I don't actually think are, are Fafita and McMillan from Arizona. I think they're uh, from I California. Think McMillan is. Okay. I don't no, know. They were teammates. They're high school teammates. Let me double check them. Okay. So either way, um, you're, this is going to be, I think this is going to linger on a little bit. Um, and we're going to find out, I guess. No, soon. California. Yeah. They're both from California. So they don't have, it's not like they're, they've got some like hometown loyalty that they're fighting against here. I right. think when all is said and done, those guys go to Washington. Now there's kind of this idea out there that like they were, everyone was blindsided. If that's the case, this was handled very poorly by Jed Fish. I mean, that's what it's sounding like. But like, there's a difference between like hand handling it po poorly, like not notifying all the players and kind of like all that. But like, when you get this call and you're getting down the road, like you call Noah Fafita. Yeah. And you call Tedero McMillan and you're like, hey, I'm taking this job. I want you guys to come with me. We're going to the Big Ten, which right. is, you know, a bigger conference, all this stuff. Like, you start recruiting them before you even accept the job. You want them to feel like, hey, it's us going, right. not just me. Right. If he didn't do that, he's dumb. Well, multiple guys. They had a cornerback, Arizona did, that entered the portal today, too. Like, their highest rated recruit. Yeah. I mean, look, Jed Fish obviously wanted to get paid more and wanted uh, to play in a bigger conference. I mean, if you're getting offered those things, it's kind of hard to turn down. But he's doing like the opposite of what we've seen in college football. Coach Prime did it. Coming to Jackson or coming from Jackson, he brought players with him. Of course, but he's like, why wouldn't you want Noah Fafita? He was one of the most promising. No, freshmen. he wants him. He wants him. Trust me. So then, I mean, this is just the price then of a young quarterback in college football now. Yeah, it's going it, to be a, a massive bidding war. It is. It's going to be a bidding war. It's going to be a tug of war. It's going to be everything. And essentially, we've got thirty days right now. I guess it could happen after the spring, but I don't think it will. Mm -hmm. um, it's like going to be a thirty-day fight. I think Jed Fish has, uh, you know, like a few things on his side. Uh, Washington has a, a pretty rich history of Polynesian players going there and succeeding. Mm -hmm. um, so that's helpful, I think. And maybe they'll they'll have, you know, uh, Marcus Tuyasasopo, like calling him up and, right. uh, you know, do, pulling out all the stops. But it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this goes. Vita Vea, like, you know, right. the, the list goes on and on. Brett Brennan only went 34 and 48 at San Jose State. Last year they went 7 and 6. They lost to Coastal in the Hawaii Bowl. Um I don't know. I haven't watched much San Jose State football over the years, but man, can't help but think this team's going to take a step down. <sighs> the uh, yes. Yes. Now if they keep the roster together, Brett Brennan is uh being given the keys to, at the very least, like a nice Audi. Um, One of the top 25 roster in the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I hesitate to say a Ferrari, but um, he's being given the keys to something really good. And I think it's one of the, the number one ways for a coach to end up having a really successful career is if they walk into a stuck, stocked cupboard. It mm -hmm. happens rarely, but a lot of times it's in these cases where someone goes and takes a bigger job uh, from an already good roster. I always point to Tad Boyle as like 
Tad Boyle comes to Colorado, Alec Burks, a future lottery pick, is already on the team. Mm -hmm. He's able to keep him around. They have this great 20-plus win season. I think it was 24 wins in his first year. And then you're just like off and running, right? Yeah. You, you get to tell all these recruits, hey, look, we're building something here. Look what we did in year one, you know, et cetera. Um, for both, actually, Jed Fish and Coach Prime, they got the opposite of that when they started. Um, and, it, and it takes a second to turn things around. Obviously, Coach Prime kind of in a totally different ballpark as anyone else. He's already stocked the roster. But if they're able to keep this together, don't be surprised if uh, Brent Brennan has a successful tenure at Arizona. If Fafita and McMillan stay alone, really, they're yes. just going to be a load to handle on offense. They're probably going to put. They're definitely going to put up points. They're easily going to beat some of the worst teams in the Big Twelve, and they'll probably compete with everyone else at the top. Your Kansas States, your Kansases, your Oklahoma States, uh, CU, the teams like that. So we'll see exactly what happens here. That portal window is open for the Wildcats, though. So a lot of time for decisions to be made. Buffs have gone down the road of hiring a former San Jose State head coach. That was Mike McIntyre. Oh, really? Yep. Well, mixed results. It kind of worked. Yeah. I got a new facility out of it. You know, a trip to the Pac-12 championship game. Didn't It didn't work out as much as everyone had hoped after that. Right. Um, but uh, Mike McIntyre won National Coach of the Year while he was at CU. Uh, this article from CBS Sports says Arizona was expected to return 18 starters next year. Sheesh. There's Definitely no, not going to be the case. No, I mean, I would say guaranteed five will go. Mm -hmm. The hard thing is, like, like every... Who did Ohio State end up taking at quarterback? Did oh, they get a big transfer? Man. Yeah, they did. Why can't I remember who they took? I don't know. But all of these big schools should be looking at Tedero McMillan and Noah Fafita as like, this would be... Will Howard. Well, I thought Who's it was... Cam wasn't it Cameron Ward? No, that's Miami is Cam Ward. Um... Dude, like, even Ohio State, like, should be trying to make this happen. USC should be trying to make this happen. All of these places mm -hmm. are going to be coming at these guys. And I think originally they probably just got the, like, no, we're sticking together. We're going to stick here. And now that with things a little more in flux, I saw Noah Fafita's dad posted a message saying, like, he's going to take some time to think about this. So, like, they've got a – they've got a uh, – a long battle ahead of them at Arizona to try and keep these guys. Yep, it's just getting started there. Um, and then let's go back to Savelle Smalls and the conversation about his position change. So potential position change. We, ha I mean, this could be the biggest nothing burger of all time, right? Uh, we're basing this off of where he was seated in the room mm -hmm. uh, next to, I think, Louis Passarello and Shimon Mater, uh, and so people are speculating that that could mean a move to tight end for him that being said there's a little bit of a i guess basis for this as savelle smalls was a dominant tight end slash wide receiver in high school they kind of played him all over the place and when you're a five-star athlete of course your team is not going to just have you at the edge like they're trying to get you the ball and get you involved in the game as much as possible but he was highly regarded at the position just as he was at edge 
it hasn't worked for him at edge yet um we don't know if if the if this was the move but i will say this has happened one once more or once before this at colorado uh and that was with nick casa uh he went to florida was a highly rated recruit and ended up transferring back to colorado they again tried him at edge didn't work and they knew okay well he had this kind of he was highly regarded at tight end as well in high mm-hmm. school. Let's see what we can do. I think he ended up having around 500 yards on the season, uh, a couple big plays, and it was a great use of athletic ability at a position of need. Similar thing here where it's like, okay, you got Shimon Mater, but not much behind him. Can Savelle Smalls be of more value to the team at tight end? Depending on how they see, you know, his development on the defensive side of the football, that I could understand why they would want to go down this road. I remember when we watched his tape when he committed, and he had those his high school reel, and he had those offensive plays in there, and it was like, okay, this is something worth taking a note of. Like it looked easy for him. Yes, he was able to do it. Like he, it didn't look like a player out of place. I was just gonna say that smooth would be the word I would use. Yes, and a lot of times when you see this, like just this big defensive athlete who they're like, let's get in the ball. They look clunky. Mm-hmm. He looks smooth on offense. This guy's a, a dude listed at 6'3", 260, man. Um, I think one of the goals this offseason was getting bigger at tight end, getting more physical at tight end. So even if it's not catching the football, if Savelle Smalls can just get in a three-point stance, stay square, and drive people back, I think he could be an asset and an improvement frankly, on what we saw at tight end for this team last year. Yeah. I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but I would be excited if they did do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bartoloni with the, at the new, as the new tight end coach, we know what he's been able to do as a developer of talent, um, obviously last season, but the last few years at JSU too. So if he's able to turn Savelle Smalls into something, man, uh, teams are going to come calling quick for Coach Bart. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm excited to see what 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 ends up happening there. And honestly, personally, I hadn't given up on Savelle Smalls as a defensive contributor. He was hurt last year. Yep. I don't know exactly what happened, but he was just not dressed. Like he was wearing his jersey, just inactive for a few weeks. I think he came back towards the end of the year. I can't remember which game it was, but I remember he had like one splash play on defense, but. I mean, it's time, I think. He's played college football three, four years now. He needs to, if he's going to stick and make it happen. So you're saying this is the move? I think it's, absolutely. They brought in a handful of edge players. Um, I think it's pretty clear that they want those guys. And, you know, guys like Arden are going to play. You know, Kyrie Manns are going to play. But further down the depth chart, you know, it's a bunch of younger guys. And then it's Savelle Smalls. He kind of sticks out a bit. So... Why not? It's a position of need at tight end, too. You know he can kind of do it. Just see if there's something there. I'll say this. In his uniform, you still see why he was a five-star player. Exactly. He looks like a five-star player. Yes. <clears throat> I would love to see it. I, I, I'm Like I said, I, I haven't given up on him on defense yet. Um, he was still good against the run at Washington, and I thought maybe he could have helped them there last year. Yeah. But if this is the move, I think it would be really exciting to see what they can do with his talent. Yep. Stay tuned. We'll see. Shout out to our friends over at Circle K. 
your one-stop shop for everything you need on the road, snacks, drinks, gas, coffee, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. What are your uh, gas station or your Circle K go-tos? Um, I actually live right next to a Circle K now. Uh-huh. And I tried their breakfast sandwich. Elite. For being a gas station sandwich, it's, wow. I risked it, but I'm like, screw it. It's Circle K. I'll see what's going on. Let's go. Really good sandwich. What were we working with? Uh, what do you mean? Like, what was the yeah, what makeup was the of the sandwich? It was uh, croissants, bacon, egg, and sausage. So it was like a loaded one. I completely risked it, and I was like, I'll trust it. Was good enough. I'm okay. Love a sandwich. Croissant breakfast sandwich undefeated. Yep. So there you also go. Also bagel. Would you go croissant or bagel breakfast sandwich? I'm a bagel guy, personally. Okay. Bagel all the way. I go. I think I go croissant breakfast sandwich. Really? Now, if I'm just... I love like a bagel and cream cheese. But... I think croissant breakfast sandwich greater than bagel breakfast sandwich. I don't know, man. Like a good everything bagel or like a good onion bagel. Like it's tough to beat. Like, everything's like sliding out of it. Yeah, but it's you a just get bite. so much more flavor, though. I mean, I understand. I understand. <laughs> they're they're both very good. I would go uh, croissant for a breakfast sandwich, though. Well, you can get those at Circle K. Uh, stop by there. Pick up all your snacks. Sign up for their free membership. It's the Inner Circle. Um, you can just enter your email and phone number, and you're fully enrolled. It's pretty simple. First five Phillips of gas are 25 cents off a gallon. First five Polar Pops are free, and every sixth free on several items, including pizza, rollers, uh, dispensed beverages, donuts, and more. Head on over to www.circlek.com slash inner-circle for more information and sign up today. Whoa. Illegal right. Pete's. Shout out Illegal Pete's. Um, it's prime queso weather. Oh, yeah. Prime queso weather. Uh, so get down to Illegal Pete's, get you some chips and queso, get you a reverse nachos order, which is essentially like a burrito bowl, two scoops of queso, which is just amazing, and a side of chips. Or get yourself a steak and queso burrito. Those are my go tos. Uh, but there's so much to offer at Illegal Pete's. They're one of the few places of, in terms of the fast, casual burrito locations. I think the only place is place that does fish. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like a great fish burrito, great fish tacos. Uh, also, they have potatoes, which you don't see at the other places. Yep. Um, so a lot of options there. And more than anything, uh, a local spot that also does breakfast. So check out our friends over at Illegal Pete's. It is and they got a bar over the top delicious. And they have a bar. They're the goats. All right. Um, let's talk about the defensive coordinator. Because some things have happened in the NFL world the last two days. And, I mean, again, we don't know who it is, but I'm just wondering if maybe, you know, the Steelers lost, the Cowboys lost. <laughs> if maybe there's something there that we could dig into and maybe figure out who it is. You know, I don't know if we know who it is yet um, in terms of anyone. Mm -hmm. I think we're very close. But, you know, uh, people have thrown out the name Mike Tomlin. Yep. He did mention something in an interview about how he was considering kind of working with kids more. Uh, So that, I mean, that's like the ultimate kind of – Pie in the sky, yeah. Name out there that people are uh, are throwing out. I don't think it's gonna be Mike Tomlin. Um, the more realistic name 
uh, as the Cowboys have now lost and we're expecting a big coaching staff shakeup for them would be Al Harris, who has done a really, really great job uh, at developing secondary players there in Dallas. Obviously, was not their best game no. <laughs> uh, against the Packers, but one game does not make a coach or a team or a player. Um, the, the development of Trayvon Diggs to become the ball hawk that he was and then being able to replicate that and do it again with Deron Bland, I yep. thought was really, really impressive. So um, the players absolutely love him. Uh, everyone has nothing but good things to say about him. I think it would be a really good hire if they went that way. If they went, if they were able to get Mike Tomlin, it would be a groundbreaking, <laughs> mind-blowing, the unprecedented college football shifting everything earthquake that would go across sports. Um, but either one of those could be huge. Is there anyone else that sticks out to you? Um, I'm trying to think who lost. <laughs> no. Well, the Eagles are done. Um, that yeah, staff Patricia? is going to have no. We're not doing that. No, definitely. <laughs> that's not. the reason they lost. But man. that's another staff that's going to have shakeups. I think too. They, I mean, they obviously changed defensive coordinators middle of the season. Yaya never like tweets. If he does, it's always about the Rapids. He just like crawled out of his Twitter hole last night <laughs> to just take a shot at Matt Patricia. I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> what did you I'm say? A, I hate, I just said the, the Eagles never had a chance. They had Matt Patricia on the, on the staff. <laughs> I hate Matt Patricia <laughs> so much. Yaya versus Matt Patricia is the most <laughs> random beef of 2024. It is. People have been throwing out Rex Ryan a lot. He's still doing TV at ESPN. I don't know. I just don't see it for whatever reason. It just doesn't feel like a fit to me. Yeah, I don't either. I don't see it either. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if it's if it's someone coming off of a existing staff in the NFL, those would be the two that stuck out to me. Um, with really Al Harris being the, the number one guy, he's a name that's popped up a little bit in this. Raheem Morris with the Rams. I, that's a pretty high profile guy in the NFL too, though. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it's hard to narrow it down at all if, if we're actually talking about Mike Tomlin as a possibility, which I don't think we should be. Um, but and I would is, love to be wrong. This is Coach Prime we're talking totally. about, though. Like He's going to aim for the stars, man. He's going to try and get literally the best possible person he can get. Like He's not trying to settle and go, oh, well, these guys are probably all going to say no. He's probably still asking those guys anyway. And doing the whole pitch, like, hey, come coach here. Yeah, totally. What about Vic Fangio out with the Dolphins? Maybe he wants to no. come back to Colorado. No, <laughs> Vic Fangio, not an option. Um, I don't. Could you imagine the Bronco fans' meltdown if Pat Shermer <laughs> and Vic Fangio were on this staff? Dang, maybe Pat recruited him. Uh, I, yeah, uh, I. I there's another one that lost. Um, we had mentioned Brian Flores early, but again, that's not another one right. that you're waiting for. We'll see. I've, I've kind of um, enjoyed the fact that this has been so under wraps. I um, like it too. <laughs> because it's allowed, it's allowed people's imaginations to run wild, uh, which always creates for fun speculation. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I, like I think the more like traditional journalists 
wants to see like leaks coming out of the program to Brett right. McMurphy or whatever. Like, let's just see what happens. Coach Prime doesn't need to play those games. Yeah. So we've obviously, you know, seen little hints being dropped by people in the know, but I like I like that we've been kind of on edge here, just waiting to see what happens. It makes for for a fun experience, I think. Makes for content for the show too. I know the fans are probably not as uh, thrilled as we are, but uh, well, the unknown uh, is scary for people. It is, and I don't know. I just, I just believe in Coach Prime. I just trust him. I just think that his network is too um, deep and wide to produce a disappointing hire at this position. Yeah. This is the greatest, one of the greatest corners, if not the greatest corner of all time. You don't think he's going to try and get someone who knows defense, can coach defense? Totally. I, and I, I trust Prime a lot, you know, because he has a plan for everything. And I think that the people who don't understand what he's doing here sometimes just think he's like flying by the seat of his pants Mm -hmm. and it just couldn't be further from the truth um he everything he does is well thought out yeah down to like when he wants to announce this down to when certain news gets out it's all planned it's all thought out and so i think that when you have to when you think about someone who's dedicating their entire life to this all of us have other jobs you know we're Mm -hmm. we're we're doing other stuff like and so people just think that there's a chance that he's not he's not planning this out but like coach prime wakes up and thinks about what he's going to do he spends his whole day thinking about what he's going to do and how he's going to plan this and that he goes to bed thinking about this like this is is getting all of his focus as someone who's been great at everything they've ever done yes uh and because of that it's crazy to me to think that like he's just going to half-ass this and you know not do anything and everything he can to get it right. So I know the unknown is scary because the longer you don't know something, the more chances you have to think, oh god, it could all be going wrong. Right. Uh, but I would uh, I would be patient and have some trust when it comes to this. Um, we'll get to questions here very shortly. Someone did tweet out today. Uh, let me get his name actually. David Waters. He uh, covers the Gators for Gators Breakdown. But he said EA Sports College Football planned to launch on July 12th, 2024. I'm not, I won't be fooled again. I, I'm, that's how I'm kind of <laughs> feeling too, bro. Yeah, I won't be fooled again. Um, when I say we have other jobs, I mean other jobs other than talking about CU's defensive coordinator. Um, <laughs> we, this is both of our full-time jobs is working for you. Arcane and Jake are going to go down to Illegal Pete and just start making burritos after yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this is both of our full-time jobs. But um, I'm, I'm not buying anything on college football until EA Sports puts out an exact release date, and then I'll get excited. This is exactly my line of thinking is why do we always hear it from other people and not from the horse's mouth? Yep. 
So until EA until I can put in a pre-order on that shit, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist to me. Yeah, until I see that in the the PlayStation Store, like show up like as an yep. actual thing I can click on. You're a PlayStation guy. I'm a massive PlayStation. PlayStation's guy. the way to go. No, no, no. I'm an Xbox guy. I mean, look, you're probably gonna take control of this league and make it on Xbox or whatever. I, they did say their Madden is gonna be cross-platform. Cross some of them already are. I, I think they actually players. have introduced Madden crossplay um, for franchise too, not the, just like head to head. I think. I think. I don't know for sure, but everyone says it's insanely buggy. No surprise from EA Sports. <laughs> um, I honestly, my first like big console was an Xbox. I've never even had a PlayStation ever since then, so I, I can't like compare the two or anything. I just I've had them both. I grew up with an it's Xbox like, and PS2. I just wear Nikes. Like uh, I'm not comparing <laughs> them to Adidas because I've never worn a pair of Adidas. <laughs> I mean, I had an Xbox 360, so I I played the hell out of that thing. But then I switched to PS4 after that. Yep. And then I got a PS5 again. I had. I don't know. That's just me. Like once a brand gets me. As long as they don't fumble the bag, I'm just there for life. I'm just about the games. I just want to play good games. What games are you playing that I that I can't? Well, I mean, back in PS in the PS4, like Bloodborne. That's like a. Okay. I mean, you have no idea what yeah, these games no are, dude. <laughs> but you were just like missing out on Halo. Um. No, I I I <laughs> gave my salute and you know kind of let Halo drift away once. You're not going to understand it. Once Bungie stopped making the Halo games, I, I didn't fuck with it anymore. Oh, of course, of course. So the Halo 4 Bungie on. Bungie dispute. Yeah, after Halo 4 on, not my thing. Okay. The real ones know what I'm talking about. I'm sure they do. <laughs> All right, let's get to questions. Or actually, yep. Shout out to our great friends over at Backus and Shanker. If you get hurt... Uh, you know who to call. Smash the two. Two, 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 two. No fees to speak to them about your key case. No fees. Well, they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. All they do is win. Hit them up. Also, check out our friends over at FOCO. I mean, you look around this studio, there are tons of decorations from FOCO, from the uh, pennants to the bobbleheads. Uh, everything, really, is coming from FOCO. So if you want to get decked out if you're looking to deck out, deck out a, uh, a man cave or a she shed, uh, you can do it over at FOCO. So hit up our friends, go to FOCO.com, use the code DNVR for a great discount. All right, uh, let's do these, Yaria. What do we got? Um, where's Trevor Woods? Shall I mention Trevor briefly in the video? I mean, Trevor, I saw him in the picture. Uh, when they went to the homeless shelter. Oh, that's where you really want to take roll call. Yeah. That's a good one. It's like a team picture, basically. Can we? Can I make a humble request that we not do this again this year, though? Your request has been denied by the people. I'll just say it. We don't have to take roll every day of all the players. I'm just saying. I requested that people don't suggest names just for this one draft, and it, it didn't <laughs> even last true. three picks. <laughs> that's true. Why was Des Moines? The chat has a mind of its own. It cannot be tamed. Why was Des Moines Kennedy wearing Bama gear on his IG this week? I have no idea. <laughs> um, probably because he has lots of Bama gear. He definitely does have lots of Bama gear. Is that where he's from? 
I think he's a Florida kid, though, right? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Don't hate on the questions. No such thing as a bad question. No, they're good. I reserve the right to take that back. Uh, he is. <laughs> he's actually an Alabama kid. Theodore, Alabama. Okay, there you go. Uh, but like all you, you play for a school. You just get loads of gear from them. Like. <laughs> It's not like he hates Alabama all of a sudden. I don't think we ever talked about this, but when, uh, sorry, Connor and Clint, but Jonathan Smith, did you ever see that stuff? No. The day after he accepted the Michigan State job, someone went to a Goodwill and found all his Oregon State stuff with his name sewed into the the items of clothing. I saw that. That's crazy. That is crazy. The Uh, amount of gear, though, like... Even just one of my friends played on the team. He had unlimited gear. You heard it in the code in the first meeting. When Smitty goes up there, he goes, literally, if you need anything, come to us. Yep. Ben's D, who you'll go start as starting wide receivers this season, not sure how many wide receivers the offense will run. Shermer's a big three or four wide receiver guy. It was actually one of the things that people had an issue with in Denver. It's much less of an issue in college football. Um, so we'll see <sighs> naming starting receivers is kind of a fool's errand, I think, because it's going to be so rotated, but if they were to go four, you want to take out Travis for, uh, to make it easier, <laughs> I guess, but he'd be the first person I'd name. Okay. So Travis, Will Shepard, uh, Lejonte Wester, Lejonte I think. Lejonte Wester. And, and then, then again, it's like, are they going big? Are they going small? Like right. Jimmy Horn would make sense, but maybe also Amari and Miller makes sense. Yeah. Maybe uh, Baby T.O. breaks out. Yeah. And he's in the mix. So it's like, it's hard to name four. I would say that the two absolute guarantees are Travis Hunter and Will Shepard in a play that Travis is. I don't know what the word is. Eligible based on what his coaches are trying to do that game. Right. Uh, you're going to see those two on the field a whole lot. Uh, and then I would say the next most likely player to be on the field would be LeJounte Wester. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just Travis because he's Travis. Yep. The two grads, Will Shepard and LeJounte Wester. And then you immediately go to, you know, Jimmy Horn just because he's done it before. But then. As you said, who's going to break out? Like Omari Miller, or is it going to be Terrell Timmons? Like, yeah. So that fourth spot is actually really intriguing. I would say Jimmy is the leader in the clubhouse, for sure. Um, but it it all depends on the set, the the personnel that you're trying to use. Are are you going big because you want to be able to run the ball, and then you're going to go hurry up? Like, there's just so much. Yeah. Um, they could run out like some really big wide receiver sets. Yeah. They really could. You want to go Will Shepard, Baby T.O., and Omarion Miller? Someone's getting a, a matchup on like a 5-9 player. Yep, yep. So I really hope. I thought that was one thing that I didn't love from Sean Lewis. I didn't feel like he was going and just trying to set up mismatches um, as much as I, I would like to see. That, and I think... One thing that we thought was going to happen last offseason that we just didn't see, and maybe it was to your point that you had last year where it was the uh, like the playoff rotation, right? 
Mm-hmm. We just didn't see like we talked about how much speed we had at wide receiver. They just never like rotated in, rotated them in just to keep up the speed. Like run nines on these corners, just like get them tired Wear and stuff out, like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's yeah, that's just I'm really hoping to see like Shador is so good at seeing what's out there. Let's just go pick mismatches all day long. Yeah. Jay's asking what we thought of Shiloh's skills covering up Loveland. I mean, he's a natural athlete, obviously. She's, he's a good good snowboarder. Yeah. Uh, uh, record predictions for this upcoming season, CFP playoffs or bowl game? They're going to a bowl game. Definitely. Um, there's been a couple, I guess, like early lines floating out there. I haven't seen it yet at DraftKings, but... Our friend Bud Elliott had a yes, line I saw for that, uh, North Dakota uh, State. A competing sports book has a lineup for week one. Buffs only minus seven and a half against North Dakota State. North Dakota State, I believe, is going to have a new coach and a new quarterback. Uh, I don't know for sure about the quarterback, but coach, yes. I think so. So that'll be uh, advantageous for the Buffs. Obviously, North Dakota State, a highly, highly, I mean, the, the GOAT of FCS football programs. Uh, so it's never easy against them. I think they've won four out of their last five power five matchups, which is pretty crazy. That is um, wild. But I like that line. Um, and then I, I saw one person say the over-under. They saw it at six somewhere. Uh, another person said four and a half. If you can find four and a half, I would hammer it. I want to see how everything shakes out with the roster before I start talking about uh, – before I start talking about the, the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. There's still the whole spring transfer portal. There's, I, ex, I expect there to be a lot of movement um, on the outgoing front after the spring. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, a chance to upgrade those positions and we'll see what they do. Um, looking through here, North Dakota State. Last time they played a power five team was Iowa in 2016. Beat them. Oh, okay. Got a meeting in eight minutes. That's a lot. That's a long time away. <laughs> Damn, I miss Alyssa. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Uh, uh, Defeo Boutique says on the wide receiver note, what are the chances that Pat rotates wide receivers and runs in plays packages? Let's hurry up tempo. I definitely think it's a slower tempo. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that... Well, go ahead. I think they'll be more diverse on offense this year, too. I absolutely believe that. I also think that uh, one of Sean Lewis's biggest mistakes was calling it the buff fast offense. Just didn't have a good ring to it. Yep. I, I suggested the stampede. Didn't, uh, it was a branding mistake. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Folsom fast is what he called it, right? Okay. Mm, I think it was. Buff. I think it was Folsom fast. Either way, <laughs> doesn't hit. You're right, though. It doesn't. Uh, no, I'm just joking. But I do think Shermer is going to take a lot more of a professional approach to this. That doesn't mean he's not going to use college concepts that really work at this level that don't always work at the NFL level. Uh, you know, but you're going to see them uh, attack this in a different way. A lot of 
a lot of the Lewis offense was about um, reacting to the formation of the defense. I think this will be a lot more about reacting to the personnel of the defense. Yeah. If that makes sense. Baron's asking where to send us stuff. Send it to the DNVR bar and yep. just put a, a attention us. If you Google the DNVR bar, you'll see the um, you'll see the uh, address right there. But if you put like attention, RK and Jake or DNVR buffs, whatever, we'll yep. uh, we'll get it. But thanks for asking. Yep, appreciate you. Can Bucky DC? <laughs> I don't think so. No. Um, what about the D line coach? Um, As we said yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Sal is uh, dealing with personal stuff right now. We'll see. Uh, like I said, he has not been fired or he has not left uh, as of now. Yep. Uh, what's up, David? Have there been any updates on uh, Gregory Generos? Does the potential smalls move to tight end impact that possibility? I wouldn't think so. And nothing on his end. Um just that crystal ball on January 2nd still hasn't committed anywhere, though. So I don't know. Maybe it's a graduation thing. Yep. He's a Juco player, so there's something. And just for clarification, when I say he has not been fired or has not left yet, I don't mean he has not been fired yet. He's not going to be fired. Right. I mean, Sal's just an older man. And, yep. I mean, it, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, last one from Mazelle. You think Amir McGee will play this year? I don't know. Yeah, everyone's got a chance. Yeah, we'll find out. Like we said, we're we're so far away from football. I know. Sadly, we are so far away. We from really football. are. It is January sixteenth. About eight months from now is when we'll be talking about fall camp. How sad is that? It's terrible. I hate it. At least we get a spring in the middle there, and then we go into another drought, so we break it in half. Uh, but a lot will change between now uh, and week one. I mean, it was what, like two months? Or no, I guess it was the end of... It was the spring game, right? The the team you saw out there today is not the team we'll be taking to Texas? Was yes. That, that, or yeah. was that in fall camp? No, no, no. That was a spring game. Yeah. So... Just think about that and how much changed from that moment to week one. There's a lot. There's a lot of movement that will happen. Were people saying he was committed? Who? Jen Ross. Did I see that right? He committed somewhere else. I don't Definitely think he didn't did. Commit to the Buffs. We would have. We wouldn't have missed that, unless it was in the last hour. He retweeted someone that committed. But he, I don't think he did. All right. Did Amir McGee retire? I didn't, I missed that one, I guess. <laughs> I missed that too. <laughs> so I guess, no, if he's retired, he will not be playing. <laughs> Scroll up a little bit, Yaya. Let me see. Are they talking about Jen Ross? Keep going, keep going, keep going. The guy who's in a rush scrolling that slow. I know. No, I saw Xavier's comment that said he committed already. Committed already. I don't think so. All right, cool. Louise asked if we saw Bucky's college film. I have seen it a couple times. He was electric as a returner. Whoever, yeah, whoever made that tape. Yep. Yep. It was sick. 
that one uh, catch on the sidelines where he gets like the toe tap, like reaches back with yep. his foot to tap the toe. Yeah, he had some. He had some fun highlights. He did. You can see he uh, he has that Coach Prime gene. For oh yeah. Sure oh yeah. When it comes to the open field. All right, uh, Uncle B here tomorrow. Yes, sir. Finally, can't wait. Been can't a, wait for Neely to be back. In a minute, back with us. It's gonna be. Um. But yeah. Stay tuned. We'll see you guys then. Let's go Buffs. Let's go Buffs.